What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Kessel Run Radio, the fastest Star Wars show in the galaxy. My name is Noah Outlaw. I'm your host, as always, and thank you so much for tuning in to Kessel Run Radio. I am here with one of my best friends in the entire world. You know him, you love him, Corey Van Dyke. What's going on, man? What's up, buddy? It's, uh, it's, it, you know, it's a crazy time in the Star Wars world. You know, Clone Wars it is, dude. ended. Uh, we yeah. don't really know where the next set of films is going, but we're here mm. to talk about Star Wars anyway. And uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today, uh, and we're really yeah, excited. We and we're going to start off today's show. You don't get Corey on the show and not talk about Star Wars, the Clone Wars, especially right after it ended. So yeah. we're going we're gonna to review Season 7 right now. Um, season 7 had yeah, some ups, yeah. some, some downs, um, yeah. and we're going to get into that. So, Corey, first, your initial yeah. thoughts on Clone Wars Season 7. Well, dude, just kind of going back to Celebration Chicago, we saw the Clone Wars panel together, mm-hmm. um, which was like such an experience to see the trailer for the first time, seeing the actors again and whatnot. Um, but my overall review of season seven is I feel like the first two arcs were like bonus arcs, right? Like they were yeah. already in development um, when Clone Wars was canceled. So it's like it wasn't the budget probably wasn't too bad to bring those to life. Yeah. I really enjoyed the Bad Batch arc. It felt like classic fun Clone Wars. Bringing back Echo was really fun. And it was cool to see Rex start to be emotional, you mm-hmm. know, and kind of setting up Siege of Mandalore for kind of how he feels emotionally. Right. Um, so I love Bad Batch. I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um, the middle arc with the sisters, it was okay. Like, it wasn't great. It wasn't It wasn't awful. It was just okay. Like, right. I, um, I, they were very slow and kind of redundant. Um, yeah. but I liked seeing Ahsoka and her, you know, her growing a lot more. Um, but dude, Siege of Mandalore, my dude, like Man. that's that's in a whole other realm. Right. Like it's just ten out of ten, amazing. It's so like perfect. Yeah, it was like watching a Star Wars animated film that had like an a hundred million dollar budget. Right, like that's how good it yeah. looked. Yeah, it was Siege of Mandalore. Was it just it? The way I describe it is, it's it doesn't feel like a TV show at all. It yeah. almost doesn't feel animated at times. The animation has come no. so far to where some of the sets, you're like, that looks like that would be in a movie right now. And, right, and, and it exactly. all feels like a one big movie, all four episodes. I know yeah. a ton of people are already editing all four episodes together, making one big two-hour-long movie. Yes. Um, and I can't wait to sit down and watch that because I feel like it'll just seamlessly be just like For another sure. Star Wars movie. Like, I don't, you know... I think down the road in the future, uh, we're going to be watching the Siege of Mandalore, not as the end of a TV show, but as another Star Wars movie. Uh, oh, the, yeah. The dude. Siege of Mandalore might be when people are ranking their favorite Star Wars movies. I can see them. I can see people including Siege of Mandalore as just a Star yeah. Wars movie. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's, I think, was their goal going into that. And I, mm-hmm. uh, I agree with you that season seven before the Siege of Mandalore was uh it was it was solid uh you know i liked bad batch i think you mentioned this the other day and i and i was thinking yeah. about it i couldn't agree more but um the see the the bad batch arc just seemed like really pure old school clone wars you know what i mean like, yeah something you'd see in like season three you know what i mean just right. like in the, it's yeah. the prime of the show um it, it just felt so just it's very clone warsy you know what i mean yeah it was nostalgic very nostalgic yeah. yes and, and the now the the Trace and Rafa episodes, I think the Ahsoka arc is kind of what's yeah, referred yeah. to. Uh, I obviously I like we like seeing Ahsoka. I like Trace and Rafa. I liked their dealings with these syndicate, these these grimes, the Pikes especially. Um, and also, you know, Maul shows up there at the end, and we kind of see him, and, and that's where he's introduced, kind of going into the Siege of Mandalore. Um, but you know, I just didn't think. And I know you agree with me on this. It didn't need to be four episodes, and it it didn't need to be in season yeah. seven either. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, other than that, all that's all, any problems I have with season seven, uh, get made up when like, I, they yeah. don't even, I have like the season Mandalore makes up for all of it. Um, it's just so good. And, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I can't get over how it's like night and day. It really yeah, is. It really is. I just can't get over how amazing, how well. Dave, you know, how well Dave did it and Dave, did, you know, did the season Mandalore and it, you know, everybody involved with the Clone Wars. And um, it's just they they had to deliver. They had to deliver. And they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely something that's going to go down when we look back at this part of Star Wars as. Hopefully what carries forward in quality, like I hope the next right. like 
the Rebel sequel, man, I hope it maintains that quality. Yeah. Um, I know not everything can be Siege of Mandalore just because of budget, right. but they have to maintain the story. Right. And they have to maintain the look of it. And I hope that the Rebel sequel is going to be like the Clone Wars animation, you know, because I think that would be good. It would be good to see that animation utilized more. Right. Um, I mean, dude, like when we saw Vader and the, the snowtroopers and the stormtroopers, mm. they look so good in that Clone yeah, Wars animation. Dude, did. could you imagine, imagine this, mm. an original trilogy show like that following Luke Skywalker yeah. throughout the years of him being a Jedi after Return of the Jedi right, right. and him meeting Ahsoka and meeting Rex and yeah. like, dude, it's perfect, man, yeah, to have, totally. you know, because Ahsoka and Rex lost a friend in Anakin mm-hmm. and lost somebody who they love very much. And it would be so cool to see them go on adventures with Luke and Leia yeah. and Han. Right. I'm and all tell, for that. And the scenes where they may, you know, because Luke obviously doesn't know much about Anakin. Obviously, we never was able to meet him as he was right. whenever he was a good, you know, good chap. You know, he only saw yeah. the bad <laughs> part of him and the good yeah. part for just a few minutes. But them telling stories about things Anakin did and how he was and Luke learning more about his father uh, would be great. And, you know, any time to see Ahsoka and Rex, uh, you know, together, especially in different time periods other than the Clone Wars, uh, it's really, it's something special. Like whenever you see them together in Rebels, it's, it's really nice. Uh, and I would love to see more of that. And also, I know you mentioned, you know, the stuff of the original trilogy with that animated, animation style, but I mean, look, here's the deal. Here, here's the reality of where we're at right now. Uh, with the sequel trilogy, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Adam Driver, Oscar Isaac, they're going their own ways. They want to do, well, they want to do different things. So if they want to continue that story, do it in animation. I would love, yeah. oh, I would love yes. a series that takes place after episode nine. And it's, you know, yeah. it, it, it basically just tells us, it shows us the adventures that, you know, Ray and, uh, and Finn and Poe went on after, the events of Rise of Skywalker. That'd be awesome. That would be amazing seeing seeing Ray's yellow lightsaber. Uh, I know our buddy oh, Steel. I know our buddy Steel had the you know the ignite the green movement. I'm all about this ignite <laughs> the yellow right ignite now. Ignite the yellow. Ignite Dude, the yellow. Yeah. Please. And and, it, and I and I have to I see the yellow ignited in the cover of the Lego Star Lego Wars. Lego Star Wars saga. Yeah. And yeah. I need more. I need more. I need it's to see cool. Ray in action using it and not in Lego form. Give right. me at least an animated Ray, uh, like Clone Wars animated Ray. Uh, using Dude, it. oh man. Dude, it's like that lightsaber color is something that we've never seen, obviously, in the yeah. films up until yeah. Rise of Skywalker. So now that it's being used, I fully expect to see that being utilized going forward in different media. I, wanna, I want everyone to know that I guess I said something that sounded like, hey, Siri, because she's just <laughs> went off. On. She started going off on her own. That's the government listening to us, man. They that like, is. That really they, is. Hey, they don't, they don't, I guess the government's like, hey, they're talking about some, some animated stuff. They know what's Rebel going sequel. down with the sequel trilogy. They know it's coming. We got to make sure. Yeah. That down. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I would, that's just something I'd love to see. And, and I think, you know, in what you said about quality going forward with, with animation, you got to remember Rebels. I love Rebels. I, I think Rebels is a great show. Yeah. I know you kind of are iffy about it. Um, I think Rebels did a great job of what they had, but their budget was very limited. I think that was the issue, yeah. And, yeah. and on, like on Disney, and I think that might have had something to do with them being on Disney XD. Oh, 100%. And I think, what I, th- I really hope Disney sees the reaction to the Siege of Mandalore um, and yeah. Disney Plus, and they, and they use Disney Plus to create content of that quality going forward and giving uh, the animation department at Lucasfilm or Filoni or whoever is, is, is running these shows. Hopefully it's Filoni. Um, but yeah. also I'd love to see him maybe move on to live action more because I think he is really going to be a fantastic live action director. Uh, and I really hope, I think one day he'll do a live action Star Wars movie, a full oh, one. I hope so. I and hope so. Great. Yeah. And, and his, his Mandalorian episodes, um, they were, they they had some issues, you know, but they're yeah. like he did a, he did that fifth episode with Toro Calican, and um, the, where they go back to Tatooine, and that episode had cool moments, but yeah. overall that episode had issues. It's probably the the weakest episode of season one, I'd say. But he's constantly learning, and that's something that I noticed in the Mandalorian documentary that we're actually going to go into a little bit later. Yeah, he's sitting there telling everyone, he's like, "Look, I'm here to learn." Uh, I, I learned from John Favreau. He's constantly absorbing information about the right. live action from all these great filmmakers. Um, and so 
Um, I think that he will do that. But if whoever, but like I said, whoever's going forward with Lucasfilm Animation, and it probably probably will be Filoni um, for the near future. Um, I hope they see what Siege of Mandalore did and how people reacted to it. And uh, I, and and there's been a lot of positivity, more positivity that I've seen about Star Wars in a long time. Um, yeah, and I think they see that, and hopefully they you know give them more of a budget. You know. 100%. Yeah, well, and actually, talking about, like, Dave and writing and directing, he wrote by himself these four episodes for Siege of Mandalore, and it's some of the mm. best writing in all of Star Wars. So 100%. you can tell that Dave can really deliver. Yeah. I, I wonder what happened with Chapter 5 of Mando. Like, I don't know if maybe it was – I don't know. It's like it's night and day stuff, you know? I mean, yeah. it's, it's interesting. Um, so hopefully we see his writing skills um, – in Mando season two and see what he does with an episode there. Cause I have a feeling when Ahsoka turns up, like that's going to be his episode. It's gotta be. Yeah. You know, for, yeah. For, yeah. So I could see him writing a directing that. Yeah. Which uh, it's, that's going to be a crazy moment that we haven't really yeah. talked about on Kessel one radio. We've talked about it on the channel before, but Ahsoka yeah. and Mandalorian, I'm, I'm counting down the minutes till we get to see that. Um, or I just want to see what she looks like. I just, even if they yeah. just released us still, uh, I really want to see that, but um, yeah, so, so excited. But you know, I think the future is bright for Star Wars animation. Um, uh, that we, you know, we've reported on about the Rebels sequel. Uh, it hasn't been officially confirmed yet, but we 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 guarantee you it's happening. Uh, so that's something yeah. we're really excited for. And I think you know, uh, some guys from the Lucasfilm animation team uh, have talked about they have a lot of stuff coming out. You know, and they, they're working yeah. on a lot of stuff. And it makes me think that maybe you're you're. Uh, theory about the Luke show the, Luke, the show with Luke and, and him meeting Ahsoka and Rex uh during the after the original trilogy or the or after the sequel trilogy stuff with Ray, Finn, Poe, everybody um they have a lot they have a lot to work with and I hope they yeah. you know take carry the quality of season Mandalore to to those well, projects I I genuinely also don't think we've seen the end of certain Clone Wars stories either like mm. we we're talking about this on on um the show we did at the round tables for mm. the final episode, but like they could totally just adapt like dark disciple as a right. quick star Wars animated movie for Disney plus, you know, that. it's yeah. All the arcs that weren't finished in clone wars weren't directly tied to the clone war itself. Like they yeah. got that Boba Fett and Cad Bane arc. That's not tied to the clone wars. That can be a Boba Fett Cad Bane story. Right. So there are things they can do that won't disrupt the fact that the series has ended. Yeah. Um, but can 100%. still, you know, and Dave kind of said, I think he said a couple years ago, or no, not a couple years ago, earlier, no, yeah, last year at D23 in an interview, he said that while the Clone Wars is over, characters from that show aren't, aren't done, you know, aren't right. finished. And so characters like Ahsoka and Bo and Cad Bane, I think we still need to see fleshed out. And we will. I have no doubt we will. Yeah. yeah. There's so much, there's so many characters that are, um, beloved from the clone wars and that's and and obviously they're not afraid to bring them back as we've seen with ahsoka yeah uh, and i think cad bane is one that i would love it if cad bane showed up in uh in mandalorian at some point or uh or casting the casting andor series at some point in time something like that um you know, there's so many so many places that all those characters could pop up as and i'm with you i think we need more asajj ventress i think her yeah, character yeah. is fantastic so something like a dark disciple thing i think would be fantastic to, to show on screen um but yeah uh I, a lot a lot of stuff to get excited for in the animation realm um of the world which is kind of uh and, and there's not a lot to get excited for right now with the from the feature films uh so yeah. you know that's that's what we're looking forward to right now is animation film at disney plus series uh but we're gonna get into that but that leads us actually into the next topic so Siege of Mandalore was fantastic. I think we both agree. Yeah. Season seven as a whole, uh, I lived up to the to, to your you know hype. Oh well, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, Siege of Mandalore was always what I thought would deliver. Right. So I knew that that it, we really wouldn't. It wouldn't be till the end till it hit all the punches and all the feels. Mm -hmm. um, so as a whole, yeah. I mean, it's hard. It did. It did definitely delivered. If Son of Dathmere was in there, it would have been even better that would but, be um, nice. yeah yeah we have tons of uh, content on the channel for clone wars if you guys want to check that out Absolutely. we got like reactions and we've got round tables and all of mm -hmm. it so you can hear more of our thoughts on the clone wars um on other videos yeah 
uh, and I, I, I agree. I agree with Core, uh, Corey. I call him Core because, you know, we're friends. But uh, <laughs> I agree with Corey. Uh, it lived up. And, and like, like I mentioned earlier, season seven was, a, was some t- at times rocky for me. But Siege of Mandalore made up for everything I didn't like about the earlier part of season seven. Uh, all right. And that moves us on to our next topic. Uh, on May the 4th, be with you, May 4th, uh, there, there's always some news that drops, you know, and uh, some news that we got, uh, which actually I think they were kind of expecting to make a huge splash, and it kind of did, but also it had yeah. me asking more questions. But yeah. they announced that Taika Waititi, which had been rumored for a while, is going to direct a Star Wars feature film for the theaters. That's something in that they worded uh, very specifically in their, um, in, their, in their article. They said it's yeah. a feature film for theaters. So that, that, that makes you think that they're going to uh, possibly be making feature films just for Disney Plus, uh, which I'd be really interested in, uh, you know, because obviously they've announced the Disney Plus series they've been doing, but them saying that it's specifically for theaters makes me uh, think, and it makes me excited for what possibly, you know, we could get from the feature film side, but only at Disney Plus. Um, right. Uh, but anyway, Taika Waititi is directing a feature film for the theaters, and that's exciting. I, I think Taika is so so talented, and obviously he's this, he's not brand new to Star Wars. He did the season finale of The Mandalorian. Oh, um, what an which episode! Was too such a great episode. Yeah. And so that 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 is what really gets me the most excited to see what Taika is going to do. But I just wish we had a little more information. Yeah. Uh, we don't even have a release date uh, for Taika's. We don't even know movie. what he's like. What date or if we don't even know if he's in the 2022 movie or if he's yeah. Doing, yeah we don't know because my first thought was okay this this is the 2022 movie that's on the slate uh but the thing is taika has thor love and thunder coming out in february of 2022 yeah. uh and i highly doubt marvel and star wars would be like okay cool you can work on both of these huge projects that we're dumping so much money into uh, right. You can work on them at the same time. Uh, I just don't think it's something they'd be comfortable with. So maybe Taika yeah. is the 2024 movie. Uh, you know what I mean? Something like that. Uh, I, I, which is, makes us wonder, are we even getting a 2022 movie? Uh, is yeah. that happening still? Who knows? But uh, Corey, what are your thoughts on Taika directing a Star Wars feature film for the theater? Yeah, I'm all down for that. Like the dude's just very talented all around. You know, I mean, like we were watching the Mandalorian um, behind the scenes. It was cool seeing him talk about Star Wars yeah. and the passion he has. And one thing that I like that John Favreau said was he said that they only hired people for Mando who were fans of Star Wars. And yeah. I think that's really, really, really important when going into directing or writing something Star Wars. You should be a fan of it. And I yeah. think... Um, and hopefully a fan that's not discriminatory against anything else that's come yeah. in, in the whole saga and the animated series. And that's why I think Mandalorian is working so well because you can tell that everyone has like a very good, a, a great love for Star Wars. I mean, heck, in, in, in Taika's episode, he straight up, I mean, the Darksaber's in there. Yeah. So yeah. it's like he clearly has a knowledge of Clone Wars. I know he didn't write it, but he knows what it is at this point. Right, so right. I'm all for seeing what he does and honestly dude like i love thor ragnarok so oh yeah i i am uh i'm definitely on board with this director announcement i i do hope that you know obviously the first thing that goes through my mind with with announcements like this is but how long you know like yeah i think he's a pretty good bet to stay because he tweeted out like a year ago that if he was ever involved in a star wars movie he'd want to actually finish it (laughs) <laughs> like he get that little dig, right? Right. So I don't think he would have signed up for it if he didn't have some sort of creative freedom. So I, right. I think we're good with with him. I agree, and 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 I think that uh, you know, right now Lucasfilm does is notorious for hiring a director and firing them. But I do agree with you that uh, yeah. that I think Taika is on board because he has obviously experience in Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy knows what he can do. Uh, by looking at Mandal- uh, Mandalorian uh, episode eight, right? There was eight episodes in yeah. season one. Um, mm-hmm. And he did a fantastic job, and it's pretty much, you know, renowned to be a pretty great ending to that to that to that season. And uh, and also, you know, he's kind of Disney's poster boy right now. You know what I mean? He yeah. Did Thor Ragnarok huge success, critical success, financial success. Uh, they got him to do Thor: Love and Thunder, so obviously they like having him around. And uh, so that, it makes sense that he's doing 
uh, Star Wars. And, and I'm excited. And he's, he's so funny. He has such a great knack for comedy, which I love. You know, I, I, I love co- comedy is one of my favorite things in the world. I love yeah, laughing. Same. And anytime there's comedy in all the Star Wars comedy is some of my favorite things. Uh, I think, I think the comedy in like the Rise of Skywalker was it's Rise of Skywalker is seriously one of the funniest Funny movie, man. Yeah. Star Wars movies. And the thing is, yeah, we were laughing like the whole sometime, time. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's not even trying to be funny at times, yeah. you know, it's uh, Palpatine saying something weird and, and people are laughing about it or uh, Ben, you know, falls back and dies. And it's kind of, remember that? Oh yeah. There was people laughing in our screening of it. And uh, I, 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 there was this guy busted out laughing. The guy behind him went, shut up. I heard him, say, you know, but I and, and I love the movie. It does. It is weird the way Ben falls back. I yeah. don't know if there was just a, there wasn't another, uh, you know, shot of him doing that in a more subtle way. I don't know. Yeah. But it is. It is. It is a laughable moment. I agree. But uh, but like I said, Red Skywalker is so funny, and that's one thing I, that makes it one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And like Ben Schwartz actually wrote all the jokes for C-3PO or a bunch of them. Oh ben, yeah. I ben Schwartz is a yeah, funny, yeah. really, really funny guy. No. And you can tell cause 3PO is so funny. This, oh, dude. C-3PO's it's 3PO's best, best movie. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. And so I love that they're getting Taika who is a, a great comedic mind to do a Star Wars movie. And it also he's weird. He's a weird guy. Uh, he does interesting. He makes interesting choices, creates interesting characters yeah. Uh, and I'm excited to see what he brings. And I just wish we knew a little more. I wish we knew the release date. And I wish we just had something about yeah. what it's about. Like, just give us, just give us anything. It kind of sucks I mean? that nothing came out today because it's Revenge of the Fifth. Yeah. And, and, and nothing happened. I wasn't expecting much. I, I knew May 4th because, honestly, Revenge of the Fifth is not very... Yeah, it's... It's kind you of like know, an inside joke with the yeah with for the, yeah. for for Star Wars fans, it's like how huh, Revenge of the Fifth, but I don't really think it's it's not nearly as celebrated as much as May the Fourth is. No. Um, so I wasn't really expecting them to drop anything major today. Um, yeah, but also in that same announcement, they announced that Leslie Headland, who uh, it, her most you know no not notorious her first the most famous thing she's done is Russian Doll the series, which I have yeah. not seen. But um, I've heard what it's, is that about? it's really good. I really don't know. I just heard it's, I heard great things about it uh, for a while and I've been meaning to watch it. I really, I have no idea what it's about, honestly, but um, I'm excited to see what she does. Cause she's obviously knows what she's doing. She's made a critical success uh, yeah. with, uh, with Russian doll and, 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 you know, she's doing a Disney plus series and, this actually got reported a few weeks back. This wasn't something that came out of nowhere. I think Hollywood right. Reporter reported this, and in, in, in their article, it's a female-centric show, which is awesome. And, and but it's another thing. It's like, okay, and what's what's it about? What's like, you gotta give us a little something, or we're gonna be like, okay, dope, can't wait to learn more about it. Um, whatever. If, yeah. if they would have, if they would have given like a little bit of information about what each of these projects are about what they revolve around uh yeah what, even the time period that they take place in yeah um you know i think it would i think it would have made a bigger splash but you know we both are just i think me and you are both just like cool i i'm excited that they're they're both talented what do you people. think it is like what character do you think i mean because we've heard rumors uh i mean obviously in the community of an ahsoka series right happening but that- i feel like dave would be running that Maybe he is, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. he's going to have a, a lot of involvement in it, but um, yeah, that's possible. The Ahsoka series is possible, but you know, I, uh, for the, uh, for the Leslie Headland series, the, the report that came out a couple of weeks before the official announcement actually said, they mentioned that it's going to be, they, they, the way they worded it was weird. They said an alternate timeline, but that to, to some people that meant it's like doesn't even take place in the star wars universe it does but what they meant is like it takes place in a different oh time it's like a different period. time period yeah oh, okay makes me think that it's actually uh here's my personal theory what i'm hoping for is that it's a it's an avar chris series that takes place during the high I'd republic be so down right? i'm so down for that yeah she, that that character of our chris is the cover is, is the character uh on the cover of uh light of the jedi the high republic book that comes out in august i think yeah, uh, uh, comes out pretty soon. I'm excited to check that out because I'm yeah very intrigued by the High Republic, um, and I think that I, one thing I think that Lucasfilm needs to do if they're going to push the High Republic as much as they seem like they're doing 
is they gotta have shows. Well, they gotta have Disney Plus series. They gotta have maybe some animated series. They gotta have some movies. And I hope, I, I would love it if Taika's movie and Leslie's show both take place in the High Republic uh, timeline. Because yeah. get away from the, you know, the original trilogy time and the sequel trilogy and the prequels. Get away yeah. from that, man. Go for which is what yeah, they're trying something to do with New. High Republic. Yeah, right, right. And I hope, I really hope that's what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be cool if, well, you know, because Disney Plus has the Cassian show and the Kenobi show, which has right. obviously taken place in the original trilogy era. We got the Rebel sequel show, which is obviously post uh, OT, so kind of closer to the sequels. Right. We got Mando, which is kind of in its own unique timeline. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, if they hit any more Clone Wars, which would be great. Uh, and then if they do High Republic, they would be hitting every timeline, which I think would be very yeah. cool. Like there's something for everyone. Yeah, um, I agree. And, yeah, uh, which what is what think, they should though? be doing. What do you think? Do you or do you agree with me that that's probably what they're doing? Or? No, I agree. I think uh, yeah, it, it makes sense that it would yeah. tie into High Republic, right. and I mean, especially because development hasn't started on yet on it yet, right. so it makes right. sense that you know maybe it would connect to the other films. So I agree right. with you. I I'm gonna say I'm gonna predict and say yeah, it's High Republic stuff. I hope so, man. But also, I would be totally down if Leslie Headland was doing a an Ahsoka series. I think that would be yeah. really cool. But Taika, I, Taika specifically, I mean, I would love the Evar Chris if, if Leslie was doing a show about Evar Chris and uh, like her adventures. But I think Taika specifically really yeah. needs to be, uh, you know, doing whatever his movie is in during the High Republic because he can take more chances with the story and do different things if it's not so close to the original trilogy or prequels or sequels you know what i mean because one thing like ryan johnson which last jedi amazing it's so good i love it but one thing a lot of people had issues with is that he kind of went he did different things uh with the with how star wars movies are made and a lot of people were like oh well you ruined my this isn't what star wars is with luke skywalker in them and so honestly i do think that if if ryan would have done something that was a thousand years didn't involve any characters we already know i think the reception of that movie would have been a million times better yeah i agree yeah it's i think you know i've said this before the sequel trilogy i love the force awakens but last jedi and rise kind of fell flat for me like but i've always enjoyed luke's character in that i've it's a very yeah. realistic take on him mm-hmm. so i think ryan does know how to realistically he does portray certain characters yeah. i just don't think he was given the right movie to portray characters yeah, you know I agree. so i think he i mean look knives out like the the guy knows how to write and direct yeah it's just it depends on the material he's given yeah, 100%. Yeah. And he's, a, he's such a talented guy. And, yeah. and like you said, what they did with Luke and Last Jedi was so realistic, but yeah, people didn't want realistic. You know what I mean? A lot yeah, of the people, and that's, that's understandable. And I did. I loved, I, I loved what he did, but a lot of the people were like, we don't want realistic. We want Luke being this amazing, one of like, the most powerful Jedi of all time, still kicking ass, taking names, being a proud Jedi. But over the course of 30 years, things are going to happen. People yeah. change. Return of the Jedi, Luke is, if Luke would have been the exact same character he was in Return of the Jedi and The Last Jedi, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? What's the point? Yeah. There has to be some character development. Uh, yeah, and my was. only thing is like, and we've said this before, but I, I, I do wish he survived until nine. I agree. Um, and that's, that was really my only gripe with Luke is I wish he didn't die. And yeah. we actually saw him return to his old ways in, in episode nine. I agree but, with you. As we know, the development for the sequel trilogy was all over the place, and that's a story. Yeah. That's a story for another time. Yes, I, they could have definitely been more uh, intertwined with each other. Uh, the creators, yeah. the writers, could have been more in, in linked yeah. up with each other. Uh, but I, I agree. I think I think if in Last Jedi, if Luke just survived after doing the uh, the what is it, Force projection on Kraken, yeah. I think. Uh, and, and he just survived and maybe he was uh, hurting maybe he was hurt maybe yeah. he was damaged maybe he wasn't able to use the force correctly uh, for you know maybe it, it drained him so much that in episode 9 maybe he's having a hard time connecting to the force and then Actually, they could have yeah. had a great scene with him maybe towards the end of the movie where yeah. he's been having trouble connecting to the force and then yeah. boom whenever he needs the force to be there he shows up and he's powerful he's badass right. Jedi Luke you know well, I think the reception to the movie would have been totally different if Luke mm-hmm. survived. I think it really hinged on that for the yeah. most part. 
Yeah. Um, I for agree with some you. fans. Yeah. Because that's when I talk to people who despise that movie, it's like, yeah, it ruined Luke Skywalker. That's like the first yeah, thing yeah, they said, the which thing, I yeah. don't understand, but that's their opinion and they can yeah. have that opinion. Sure. Um, but yeah. Uh, where, how do we start talking about this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, we just went on. Yeah. We totally. <laughs> to wrap this segment up, uh, we're both excited that Taika. Uh, in, yeah. uh, is doing a, is doing a movie. We just would like more information, and we're both intrigued by the Leslie Headland uh, series as well. Um, and next up, we're going to talk about the Mandalorian season two a little bit. Robert Rodriguez and Peyton Reed are officially directing episodes in the Mandalorian season two. Robert Rodriguez has been in the mix for a while, yeah. uh, and Peyton Reed came out of nowhere. He just tweeted it, and he he was just on set, uh, and it, his director share the Mandalorian. Uh, He'd uh, actually been rumored for a while. Had he? Yeah, I saw it a couple oh, wow. months back. I did yeah. actually. Oh, that's I, I didn't yeah. hear that. Well, yeah. Uh, well, they nevertheless both of them got officially announced on uh, May the fourth. Corey, what are your thoughts on these two directors directing Mandalorian season two episodes? Okay, so I haven't seen a lot of Robert Rodriguez's work. Mm-hmm. Um, Peyton Reed. Um, I think Ant Man is like a fun movie. Yeah. So I, it's just like, I don't know what his range is. So I can't really say, I can't really say for the two of them. I don't know what their range is and what they're capable of. Um, But I think I trust John Favreau and I trust his decisions on who he brings aboard his project. So if he thinks these two are good enough to work on it, I, I'm excited, man. You know, like I'm down for it. Here's the thing. So Peyton Reed, um, I love Ant-Man. Ant-Man is so good. Uh, anyway. it's so funny and like go back going back to the comedy thing I love when these big franchises have movies where it's basically a straight up comedy yeah and that's almost what Ant-Man is uh, literally like this is so specific but one of my favorite things in any Marvel movie yeah. is is when uh, Ant-Man Scott Lang he gets out of prison or whatever and he's like alright I'm gonna get out there and I'm gonna you know he's, he's gonna do he's just talking about he's gonna do big things and stuff and then it hard cuts to him working at, at uh, what's that? Ben and Jerry's? Uh, uh, no, it's, uh, no, it's that other one. It's uh, it's that other ice cream place. Anyway, he, he's working at an ice cream place, and he's, like, just taking orders. And, like, the, the hard cut they do to him is, is seriously, I, I laughed so hard seeing that in the theater. Yeah. And so Peyton Reed definitely uh, has that, uh, has, has that, you know, comedic sense on lock, which I, you know, which Taika – Taika didn't go too hard in the comedic tone on Mandalorian uh, episode eight, um, which is good because that, yeah. be, that was, that was a pretty actually emotional episode. So, um, and I think Peyton could do the same. Peyton Baskin did, Robbins. Baskin Robbins. That's the one. Yes. Um, yeah. It's so funny. That scene is hilarious. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the kid's like, kid's like, uh, actually you have corn dogs. He goes, no, nah, we only have ice cream here. And he's like, you just don't have like maybe many corn dogs. With mustard <laughs> yeah, on it. And he looks at him. He goes, dude, it's so funny. I love that scene. And I, if Peyton Reed can bring that uh, charisma to any of the characters in the show, uh, I think it'd be great. He's also done, uh, he did Bring It On, like the cheerleader movie. Uh, so he has range as well. Uh, and, and he has ra- and, and if we want to talk about range, though, Robert Rodriguez has range. Um, that, guy, yeah. that guy has done all the Spy Kids movies which I loved growing up. I loved the Spike Kids movies. He did Shark Boy and Lava Girl. These, 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 these movies that are aimed for children. Yeah. Uh, and, and he does a great job with them. But then also he does movies like uh, the Machete movies and right. the Desperado movies, like, uh, it, it, like these, these super violent, bloody, uh, and, and, uh, like a, and then he did like Alita Battle Angel, which was, aimed more towards, I guess, teenagers, I think. And uh, it was like an action sci-fi adventure. He has so much range. And I'm so yeah. happy that they got him for The Mandalorian. I'm so – Robert Rodriguez is really one of my favorite directors of all time. Oh, and, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so he – him being in The Mandalorian, ever since I got rumored, I was so excited. All right. That gets me pumped. Yeah. No, okay. he, he is amazing. And uh, he, he's like the, he's also like the OG indie filmmaker. Like his first movie was called El, El Mariachi. And that movie was made for, I don't know the exact budget, but nothing. Like, mm. he, like I actually uh, have one of his books. It's called Rebel Without a Crew. And it's okay. basically just about how he made these movies with absolutely no budget. And then when he finally gets a budget, 
like he did in the lead of Battle Angel uh, and, uh, and even Spy Kids and stuff like that, he shines. So being in the Star Wars universe, you know he has a budget for this. Yeah, uh, he's gonna. I think he's gonna kick ass, and I think it's gonna be really, really good stuff. Um, and I just can't can't wait to see what they do. Nice. Did you did you see the um the I don't know I, I don't know if I fully believe it, but there was like a leak of the episode titles. Do you think that was legit? Uh, I saw the leak. I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Uh, it seemed they, weird because they seemed. I think as when yeah. I looked at them, they seemed. Uh, they seemed real to me. They seemed pretty like, like, Oh, I could see that. Um, do well, you have that list? I'm, I'm going to go find that list. Actually. I don't, but the only thing that threw me off with it was the fact that every episode title started with the, so like, that's where I was like, okay, is, isn't that how it, season one is? No, they have like two or three episodes that don't have that. So oh, it just seemed okay. maybe a little redundant, but right. I mean, I don't know. It's possible, but I know one episode was called The Sorcerer, and a lot of people were speculating. I think that was the sixth one. The people thought that that might be where Ahsoka um, were to come in, which, right. you know, Rosario Dawson was recently on, I think, Entertainment Tonight, and she said how, like, she was asked the question, are you playing Ahsoka? And she was like, well, all I can say is it hasn't been confirmed yet. And I'm like, yeah. no, oh, she, you just confirmed it. She confirmed, literally, like, I remember that, and it's so funny, because when, when they asked her that, she said uh, they, it hasn't been confirmed yet, so I can't really talk about it. But if it was confirmed, I yeah. would say that it was 100, 100% because of the fans. Yeah. It's and I'm like, like, she didn't, yeah. You just confirmed, yeah. you just told us that the fan would, because what, because the fans, I was, you know, the community, the Star Wars fandom started talking about, oh, Rosario Dawson could play Ahsoka. Uh, yeah. This is like dating back to 2015. Right. And even she was like, she tweeted out a picture, like fan art of her as Ahsoka. Was like, I would love to do this. Yeah, and it's so I, exciting. I know. I, I and so I think that's a given. We all know Rosario is playing Ahsoka, and I also have the the list up here of Mandalorian season two titles. It's, okay. Chapter one is the search. Chapter two is the confrontation. Chapter three, the bounty. Chapter four, the Republic which sounds interesting to me, the Republic chapter yeah. five, the loyalists Ch- chapter six, the sorcerer chapter seven, the return and chapter eight, the empire. Um, and, and I think we were, we've, we both can agree that the sorcerer seems like the one where Ahsoka would probably show up. Yeah. I think that makes the most sense. Um, you know, and, and who knows who else could show up? I mean, we know that Sabine is with, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have been speculating recently yeah. that could Sabine show up? Could yeah. Ezra show up? I mean, Bo-Katan maybe wrong. show up in this Bo-Katan. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Katie Sackoff like, tweets all these cryptic things. She does. She's like, yeah. uh, I think a few months back, we were talking about this yesterday or a few, not, a few days ago. Like, yeah. She tweeted, uh, she said, today I did one of the most rewarding, I shot one of the most rewarding projects of my life or something, something along those lines, yeah. which, you know, makes me think, Maybe that is Star Wars, you know what I mean? And then, well, John Favreau liked the tweet. Oh, that's right. And I think Dave Filoni did as well. I think Dave, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that just adds more. But but I would love, and I would love to see Katie Katie Sackhoff as Bo uh, in Mandalorian season two. Also, I'd love to see Sabine. I think that would make sense, you know. I think with what we know about the Rebel series, uh, the the Rebel sequel series, um, that they're going to be pretty close to the hip. Uh, for a while as they go search for Ezra and Thrawn. And so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Sabine with Ahsoka in Mandalorian season two. Um, and I, I, something I actually hope we see, I don't know who would play Sabine. I, yeah. uh, who knows, but that's a story for a different time. And if they, they've pretty, they've already shot it. So yeah, if someone has been cast as Sabine. Isn't that weird? Like it's like everything's shot and ready to go. I know. And <laughs> I'm like, let's get it October. Let's go right now. What's going on? Yeah, let's take it so long. I've seen this documentary. I know yeah. y'all have to put backgrounds in. You already got the damn screen up. Like, you know what I mean? Dude, like, y'all just go. I'm pretty certain this documentary, since they're doing it weekly, I'm pretty sure it's going to end with the trailer. I think that's what they're building. That would, to. that, you know yeah. what? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Which um, actually moves us into our next topic. We both watched the Mandalorian uh, documentary episode one. There is yeah. eight episodes total. So there's seven more episodes. It was about 30 minutes long. And this episode just focused on the director's. Yeah, um, which I which I I love this. I loved it so much. It was so oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know what I noticed is that you know obviously John Favreau is kind of him and Dave run the show, but John is kind of the executive producer, kind of yeah. above everyone. But 
this episode really focused on Dave a lot. Like there was a yes. lot of stuff on Dave. Um, a lot of Dave. A lot of time just talking about how important he is to the show. And I love that because I just love Dave yeah. so much. We are so, uh, as Star Wars fans, we're so lucky to have Dave Filoni, uh, you know, working at Lucasfilm and put, I mean, the amount of content that he's given us that has been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, like Mandalorian, Clone Wars, obviously. If you like Rebels, even even people who like Resistance a lot, which I know yeah. there's a lot of people out there that love that show. Yeah. You know, he's done so many great things. And, uh, and I really appreciated that he really got his time to shine in this episode. Um, and what, what are the highlights for you from episode one of this documentary? Well, yeah, I think like you said, Dave, um, you know, he's talking about how he got hired at Lucasfilm and that's a story we've heard before, but he told, yeah. he expounded on it a lot more, which was cool. Yeah. And it was cool just seeing like, you know, following Dave through the years, especially when Clone Wars started, it's, there's something so awesome about seeing him become mainstream now. Yeah. Like, like, there, I mean, years ago, he wasn't that well known, like only among fans. And now he's like going on good morning America and like entertainment tonight. And he's like being highlighted in live action. It's awesome, man. So seeing Dave get get recognized finally for what he deserves is is awesome. And now people are, people who haven't seen the clone wars are taking it more seriously and actually watching it now and seeing how great it is. So it's awesome that they're highlighting Dave so much. I think another, like was something that I was like, Whoa, about was when, Bryce Dallas Howard was just like, yeah, I, I went to um, I went to this dinner once with uh, with Kurosawa and George Lucas. I'm yeah, like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's oh. like well, it, she was so nonchalant. She was like, oh, so yeah, nonchalant went, about it. I went to this uh, this dinner and it was like I w- I wanted my dad wanted me to take me to Japan <laughs> and we were at dinner with George Lucas and Kurosawa and they were just and I was just sleeping. I was like, oh my gosh, can you imagine? right? It was it was an insane, and that's I love also the the tightness of that group they all seem very close to each other they yeah. all seem like a little family mm-hmm. and i love seeing collaboration like that man it's so yeah, important it's in life in general just for collaboration yeah and i'm so glad that that's what we're getting because that's what we needed i think with the sequel trilogy yeah, and i'm so I glad agree. that in mando everyone's together i love john yeah. man what a guy well, he's the homie john here's the thing uh i you know a lot of people have been talking about maybe if kathleen kennedy you know ever retires or she wants to she she leaves the position of head of lucasfilm who should take over there's been a bunch of names thrown around uh and filoni has been one which i think he would do a great job but after watching this documentary i think john favreau is 100 percent the successor of kathleen kennedy yeah lucasfilm he just just the way he handles himself and the way he handles the production on the Mandalorian uh, is just fantastic. And the way that he talks about who he brings in, the talent he brings in, um, I think is just perfect. And uh, I think, you know, and that's what, you know, like you mentioned a minute ago with, with Peyton Reed and Robert Rodriguez, both of those guys are people that, you know, have done a bunch of different things in their career but and who and who know you know, and we might not know much about some of the things they've done. But if John Favreau trusts them uh, with his baby, because the way John Favreau and Dave talk about Mandalorian, uh, they are they they care about they care about it so much, which is yeah. fantastic to hear. It's so great to hear creators of Star Wars things talk about how much they love Star Wars and how much their project means to them. Um, and Dave and John both have that that energy big time. They both really care, and so you know, John knows what he's doing. And I think that one day if Kathleen leaves, John should definitely take over Lucasfilm. Yeah. I think John and Dave running it together would be the perfect Mm. duo. I would uh, would love that. Yeah. Yeah, I I think Dave definitely needs more power at Lucasfilm as well. Cause I mean, I've always loved Dave and he's always known he's really talented, but after Siege of Mandalore, it's like, God, this guy is fantastic. Oh dude. He's so good. It's yeah. He needs to be doing doing uh, doing more, which would be yeah. like I. They gotta allow him to do more because he can. He can. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. He, and he's and I think he's uh, uh, definitely in a position to, to yeah. do that. So yeah, it's a good uh, episode. Yeah, I I really can't wait for when it ended. I was like, oh man, I want season two. I mean, I want episode two. That's the I do. Yeah. I, I would. I hope they do this again for Mandalorian season two as well, so we can see some behind the scenes stuff with Robert and Peyton Reed. Yeah. That'd be awesome. What directors? Are they? So we know John Favreau is actually directing an episode. Yes. So we know seven so far. Filoni. We've got John Favreau, Filoni, Carl Weathers, um, Bryce Dallas Howard, 
uh, and then Peyton Reed, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. So that's that's. And I bet right. you that's probably all the directors. I bet you, yeah. Filoni will probably maybe do two, kind of like last yes. time. Yeah. Um, you know, is is Deborah? Wait, Deborah Chow is not doing another one? No, because she's doing Kenobi. Oh, oh that's so, right. I would yeah. love to see Rick Femmeyua. I think is how he, he's, he's back too. Yeah, he's he, back he too. Is, I believe he's doing. Okay, I'm pretty good. sure he's back. I love. Yeah. I love. He did a chapter six, which is that like. One yeah, the where heist it was like episode. the heist episode. It was so yeah. so cool, and I yeah. I loved that one, and I I would really like to see him back do it. And I'm so so I'm yeah. happy. He's, and also, I think Rick would be a good fit to do uh, his own series at some point, or maybe a feature film or something like that. I hope I hope he kind of stays connected to Star Wars. Um, yes. But overall, I think we both really loved the uh, the documentary we can't wait for it's awesome man i'm i'm really excited also you know we've talked about Tyke already but him in this episode he he just he, i love him so much hilarious dude he's, he's, he's great so funny like whenever he was talking about in his interview how he was just like ah, he's like he was like everybody is just a couple of amateurs i'm kind of embarrassed to even be a part of this whole project kind of thing and you just see him on set just laughing he's he is so funny and, yeah, you can uh, tell he brings that energy. Oh yeah, yeah. and he and it just seems like as as all the other ones, they really care. And yeah. also, I, another thing I took away, Deborah Chow, like she doesn't she doesn't mess around. You know what I mean? She 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 is cares so much about what she's putting into this series, and it makes sense that they were like, what? Her episodes were, were great. Both of them are the two 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 of the best episodes from season one. Both of Deborah Chow's episodes. So it makes sense that they were like, hey, come do Kenobi, please, because you kick ass. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what she does with that. 100%, man. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. And this is actually, we're going to do a little, we made a list. Me and Corey we made did. a list. Uh, and we're going to actually rank uh, one through five how our, our, our excitement levels for upcoming Star Wars projects. Um, so Corey and I have your list. And what we're going to do is we're going to go five. Um, like I'll, Corey will do his fifth and I'll do my fifth. Corey will do his fourth. I'll do my fourth and so on. And we'll talk about it. So Corey, good. what's your fifth on your list for your most excited for? So it's high Republic because I am interested to see yeah. what these characters are about. I will be grabbing the Marvel comics and probably just listening to the audiobooks and right. seeing what the story is about. Right. And hopefully it's a, a preview of what's to come. Yeah. I, uh, I am so excited for high Republic. I'm with you. It didn't, it, it almost made my list yeah. but then i was thinking about a few other things and uh but i'm so excited to see my fifth is the the leslie headland disney plus series i just okay. think um you know she i like i said earlier i haven't seen russian doll but definitely seemed like it's a really great show and obviously it is if if lucasfilm is you know tapping her to do this show she obviously has something that lucasfilm sees so i'm excited to see uh, what she's doing and what that's about. And if it's a, if it's an Avar Chris show uh, with the high Republic, you know, era, I think that'd be great. Or if it's like an Ahsoka yeah. series, that'd be great. Uh, all right. What's your four? My fourth would be the casting series. Uh, they've, they recently announced um, uh, Genevieve O'Reilly who will be on yeah. board as Mom yeah. Mothma, as well as um, one of the scars guards. I forget which one it was. Oh yeah. Uh, um, is it, it was, it's one of them. Yeah. Well, I think it's a, a son. Yeah. 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 Um, and I guess I'm really more excited about the potential of what that series could bring. Right. Just because yeah. I feel like Ahsoka could pop in there. We've heard rumors too, like there could the be community a bunch. that. Well, yeah. Like, and the, the fulcrum stuff could, could. Yes, really, exactly. Yeah. And Cassian was a fulcrum agent. So it would yeah. make sense that Ahsoka yeah. could tie in. Dude, how dope would that be? Freaking be Diego Luna interacting with Ahsoka Tano. Like. Yeah. K- I, K- I, K2 I, yeah. and Ahsoka having K2. some answer. Yeah. Fantastic. And I'm just so excited to see Alan Tudyk and, and, and Diego Luna back in those roles because yeah. uh, they're just, they were so good in Rogue One. And yeah. uh, it makes me excited that Diego, Diego seems like he genuinely really enjoyed being a part of Star Wars uh, yeah. in Rogue One. So I'm excited to see what they bring. Uh, number four for me is Taika Waititi's movie. Uh, and, and the reason it's, I'm a, I love the movies. Like that's always been yeah. my main thing. Um, but right now we don't know anything about it. And I just, yeah. if whenever we learn more, a little more, a little more about what that movie's going to be about, it'll probably get higher on my list, but right now it's at four. Uh, all right, Corey, what's your three? My third would be the rebel sequel series because I just genuinely, I'm very pumped to see Ahsoka continue yeah. her journey. Um, I'm hoping Rex gets thrown in there 
and I hope Luke it has something to do with the series. Yeah. I think the Rebel se- the thing about the sequel series is it doesn't have to be directly just about finding Ezra. We can have right. different subplots throughout the series. Yeah. We can have stuff with Luke, stuff with Han, stuff with Leia. It doesn't necessarily just have to be Ahsoka and Sabine, and I don't think right. it should be. I yeah. think there should be different elements to it as well. Yeah. Um, and you. so I'm, I'm excited just to see what that show could be about and, and you know, what Dave is going to bring to the table with the next yeah. animated series. So I'm pumped. I can't wait till they officially announce it. Yeah, me neither. Uh, can't wait for that. And they can do it. There's a lot of stuff they can do uh, with that series. Yeah. And my third is Cassian, the Cassian series. Um, I'm, you know, at first when they announced it, my, my immediate thought was, really? That, okay. That's, that's where we're going. Okay. Yeah. And, but now I've, you know, I've thought more about it and I think that this show is going to be a conduit for a lot of characters we already know from the animated shows and stuff like that yes. to show up in this series. Uh, like yeah. I said, if Ahsoka comes up or like I mentioned earlier, like Cad Hera. Uh, yeah. Hera. Oh, Hera. Hera has Hera. to show up. Yeah. Hera. Chopper. Ha- absolutely. You know, Chopper's in Rogue One. We hear Hera's name uh, in Rogue One. We see the ghost in Rogue One. Like, and if Hera does, I would love to see Hera show up. Um, that'd be fantastic. And there's just a lot of yeah. things they can do with that. So I'm excited. And also I just love Diego Luna and Adam, Alan Tudyk as uh, you know, yeah. Cassian and K2 and their, their relationship. You gotta get a Yaba cameo. <laughs> Yaba. I, lo- I love it, man. Uh, all right. What's your number two? Number two would be Kenobi, which originally for the longest time was at number one, but it's, it's definitely Kenobi. I mean, dude, you and McGregor back in the saddle is Obi-Wan Kenobi. I, I mean, just inject that into my veins, dude. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's all that's amazing i mean yeah. i can't wait i i hope that the the script is you know they're revising the script and i can only imagine they're doing that to make it better yeah. um and it kind of works out anyways i mean they can't shoot anything anyways because of the current pandemic so right it really does work out and um like you posted a video yesterday and he's got the full he's got the full hair and the full beard back like oh, really does it? yeah does it? yeah he's ready I didn't to see go that video yeah 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 so. that's i'm insanely excited for that series uh, and my number two is Mandalorian season two. Uh, I, 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 I love season one. We've been talking about Mandalorian a lot in the past, you know, uh, part of the show. And, uh, you know, it's obvious that there's a lot of, uh, great stuff that show brings to the star Wars, yeah. uh, stories and, you know, and stuff, the, the overall story. And, uh, I just love the characters. I love Cara Dune, uh, Din Djarin slash the Mandalorian, uh, grief Karga, baby Yoda. I mean, <laughs> the Baby Mandalorian Yoda. introduced us to Baby Yoda, uh, which is which was this cultural icon already. It, it happened so fast, and I can't wait to see more of him. Uh, and and I can't wait for to see Ahsoka, and it also I can't wait to see other of Yoda's species because I really think they're gonna we're gonna learn about their species. I think yeah. at the end of season one, they were like, "We're gonna go find where your home is," you know, um, and they're gonna see. I don't know. Are we going to go to the planet where all these creature Yoda creatures are just chilling? I mean, uh, I, I hope, I hope, I just hope to learn more about that species because I, I like the fact that it's like, Oh, it's unknown. But if you introduce another one of his species, it's at that point, I think it's time to learn. And, 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 and I know we've seen Yaddle already, but like another one of his species, that's a main character in a, in a show or whatever. I think we need to learn more about their species and uh in the background so mandalorian season two is definitely uh high on my list at number two what's your number one man? so it's mandalorian season two and <laughs> the reason is it was it would probably be number two originally but after seeing season one and seeing all the connections that favreau and filoni are putting throughout the series i mean the dark saber baby yoda Moff Gideon, can we just say Giancarlo Esposito, man? Oh, that God. guy is one of my favorite actors of all time. Yeah. I just did a rewatch of Breaking Bad and, yeah. and I just watched Better Call Saul for the first time. And the whole so time good. I'm I'm like the whole time I'm like, man, we're blessed with having this yeah. guy yeah. is Moff Gideon. Like yeah. that is so cool, man. So honestly, between I can't wait to see what his performance is gonna be like in season two. I can't wait to see more of Mando, but the minute they said Ahsoka Tano is coming <laughs> yep. into live action in season two yep. of Mando, dude, my hype excitement, it, it just felt, it didn't feel real. It's like, yeah. wow, we're actually going Let's to see start that. seeing. Yeah. So obviously we started seeing Clone Wars characters transition to live action with Saw Gerrera. And uh, I'm, I'm just so excited to see Ahsoka and 
Rosario Dawson's a great pick, um, you know, for Ahsoka. And I can't wait to see what she brings to the character. Yeah. Um, hopefully she has a conversation with Ashley so Ashley can help her out with the game. I hope they right. did have a conversation at some point. Yeah, I hope um, so. And uh, I, if Dave is directing Ahsoka, I'm, I'm, I feel confident about it. And yeah. Um, I'm, I can't wait, dude. I, I am pumped. I, I'm, I'm there with you. I mean, Ahsoka, seeing Ahsoka in live action is going to be extremely special. It's something we've you know, been talking about. Maybe one day we'll see Ahsoka show up in live action, and it's finally yeah. going to be here fairly soon. And we got to remember, Mandalorian Season 2 is not that far away. October, uh, is, we're in May right now. October is only, what, May, June, July, August, September, October, five months away. So pretty soon we're going to start getting trailers. They're going to start promoting it. Uh, and and uh, do you think do you think we'll see Ahsoka in a trailer at all? Yeah, I kind of think it's inevitable now. Yeah, I, I mean, ever since yeah. Mandalore and, and all the hype around her. Yeah, I think Ahsoka right now it would be stupid for Disney not to capitalize on her character because she is at her height right now. Yeah, and agree. she like every other year that she starts appearing and thinks she every time she appears on screen she's like always at the height. And so yeah. I'm thinking that in a couple of weeks we're going to start seeing stuff, you know, because I don't think it's the right time to do it just right now. Right. It's a little early now. It's a little early. It should be all about the series finale of Clone Wars anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but I do think that Disney needs to start, get the ball, get the ball rolling and start announcing things. And, and you know yeah. me, you know me, how I, uh, how I am about Star Wars, how they market things. And I think that, yes. Hey, Hey, let's do this right. Man. Let's get the, yeah, exactly. I, so just as long as they start soon, man, to, to capture our hype levels for that, um that would be great so i'm it's gonna be so dope man <laughs> it's gonna i know be so i can't great. i can't wait and yeah. uh, obviously mando, mando season two was my uh my was my second on my list and so number one should be fairly obvious seeing ewan mcgregor as obi-wan again is going to be such a special moment for every star wars fan um stage one about the prequels i love the prequels Corey, i know does uh yeah say, but you know obviously there's people out there that didn't like them say what you want about the prequels Everyone can agree that Ewan McGregor was amazing as Obi-Wan. Yes. And yes. so, you know, seeing Ewan back uh, as Obi-Wan is going to be something so special. Deborah Chow, I have so much faith in her, especially after all she did in Mandalorian season two or, or one, sorry. And uh, I can't wait to see what she brings to the character, what Ewan does in this series and, and what it's about. I mean, who knows? There's so many directions they could go because, you know, what we, what we assume is that Obi-Wan was just chilling on Tatooine yeah. between the, the entire time. But, you know, who knows? What, what are the threats that are going to be involved with this series? Is he ever going to leave Tatooine? Who knows? Is he, is he just going to – are there going to be, uh, you know, Inquisitors coming after Luke? Um, who – him fighting them off? That would be really cool to see. But also, if they – but that also doesn't really – wouldn't make much sense because Vader didn't know – that Luke yeah. was maybe maybe Vader knew there was a a, a force sensitive child in Tatooine that Obi Wan was protecting the name Luke. Right. He didn't know his last name uh, for some reason, but uh, you know there's a there's a lot of directions. So you, say you think go. Vader would know? No, but the thing is Vader didn't know that that was his son, right? You know, until Episode Five, right? So if he did know that there was a kid there that Obi Wan was protecting on Tatooine. Um, I think if Vader knew that, he would have gone to Tatooine and killed him. Exactly. So, that, but I'm saying, yeah. and that's why my, you know, the thing about the Inquisitors wouldn't add up because they all pretty much yeah. answered to Vader in that time period. Yeah, yeah. So, I but that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of questions about, you know, that I have about where they're going to go. Um, well, and I'm think, just excited. Like I've said this before, but I feel like Maul and Crimson Dawn has to be a thing too, mm. because I mean, clearly he's he doesn't have the Syndicate anymore. Right in rebels so something happened yeah and i want to see that story too and if that connects to obi-wan that'd be cool but honestly i'm just thinking like that should be a lot, another disney plus series yeah the 100 the mall crimson dawn stuff and you know i heard a while back and, and you you knew this as well and i reported this on castle run radio back in the day yeah. that, uh we heard the mall would maybe show up in the kenobi series yes uh, which i think would be cool but the only thing is in rebels do they say in rebels that maul hasn't seen obi-wan since the clone wars it was definitely alluded to because yeah. he, he figured he's like twin sons and he's yeah. alive. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's highly, yeah, I think so. So maybe I think, you know, if, if they really wanted to, they can make Maul, uh, uh, you know, the main 
what you know him and Kenobi have a confrontation in this in this yeah. series. Um, but it would also it, they would have to do a little bit of retconning. But yeah. I think it'd be great. Oh my god, it'd be great to see Maul and Obi Wan, you know, in live action going at yes. it with each other. Because you know we did get their confrontation in Rebels, and I love the scene. I loved it was so you know Kurosawa like it was so samurai uh, like in that scene their confrontation in Rebels, but. Uh, there was, I just wish there was a little more to it. I think you agree. Yeah. I don't like that scene to be honest with you. I, I, my, my whole issue always came with the fact that like, I I think one of the things Star Wars has to start doing, and I hope it does is evolve, evolve from just the Kurosawa references and Mm -hmm. the movie references and start becoming, you know, and I think because of that, it hurt rebels a little bit. Like the thing with Maul and Obi-Wan is, it's it's just i don't know i feel like that that's yeah. just not the way it would have gone down it but definitely I think, could have been better I, I think i think if this was live action we would have gotten like i almost want that scene to be retconned like right. just to see ewan and ray park fight right. is i don't think they would retcon it at all but i think they would do enough to where we could see ray park and ewan fight it out you know again and maybe maybe what they could do is maybe obi-wan does leave tatooine and he yeah and that's where he runs into mall so in Rebels, Maul's still looking for him, and he finds out that oh, he is on oh, he's on Tatooine now. Because, uh, but you know, you know, but when they did meet up before um, in in the Kenobi series, maybe they were off Tatooine, and so he kind of didn't yeah. know where he was living at the time. Uh, they could, there's a bunch of stuff they could do, and I'm just so excited to see it. At the end the of the day, potentials. I don't care if it all takes place in a hut and it's Obi Wan crying the entire time. If if you and is, a, is, is Obi-Wan, I'm excited and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it just seeing that, uh, seeing him on screen as Obi-Wan again. So, Well, and I hope they do show him emotional because he should be. Yeah, I mean, he, after all yeah. of this. He's going to have some PTSD for sure in this. Do series. you think that Ahsoka knows he's alive? Huh. Like, I wonder if, I mean, like you know, the rumor. Yeah. What, was the, what were you talking about? The rumor? There was like somebody was saying recently that Rosario Dawson signed like a bunch of oh, like a yeah. contract to appear in multiple shows. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I wonder if she's going to be, I mean, clearly Cassian's <laughs> the on. highest. highest if, she, if she showed up in the Kenobi series and she goes to Tatooine to see him or they go on an, an adventure together, oh, yeah. my God, Core. That would yeah. be the best thing. That would be amazing. And, you know, you know, they, they kind of butt heads a lot, you know, in the Clone Wars. But, yeah. Um, but I think it'd be a really cool thing to see them kind of go, look, I know we have some, we've, we've, we've beefed in the past, you know what I mean? But like, you know, we yeah. used to kind of argue, but we both lost Anakin and we need to kind of, and I want them to talk about that and kind of have sympathy for each other. Not that they don't like yeah. each other because they do, but you know, they're uh, seeing them talk about Anakin like that and, and talking about how, where he went. But I guess in that time period, she doesn't know that he's, does she know that he's Vader in that time? Because I'm I'm blanking right now. She doesn't. No, right? well, she find, I mean, but she, she has to know a Rebels. little bit. But yeah, I no, think she knows Rebels, a little bit, right? I think she thinks. I think she tells herself that Anakin's dead, right? You know, because yeah. she, well, I mean, in in Rebels before she finds out he's Vader, she says that the last time I saw Anakin, he ran off to save the Chancellor. Yeah. So she doesn't know. Um, but I think but, there has to be a part does, of her that's... So. Yeah. So maybe in the Kenobi series, it would be kind of weird if she was there. You know? Because yeah, because you think the first thing Obi-Wan would say to her is like, man, what about Anakin? He's Darth Vader now. And she'd be like, what? You know? Like, well, the question is, when does Obi-Wan figure out that Anakin's Vader? Because I don't think he gets it right off the bat. I'm sorry. I take yeah. that completely. I, I, I take that back because he saw the hologram recording of Darth Vader, Sidious yeah. saying Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, never mind. So so he should know. Yeah, he should. Okay, so yeah, he can't really meet Ahsoka then. Yeah. Unless she contacts him literally right after he she finds out, which right. that could be kind of cool. That could be. That would actually that be really be very, cool. That would be really interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that would be. That, that, that could work. That could yeah. Work. We don't know exactly. Do we know when, what, like how quick after Revenge of the Sith Kenobi series takes place? We don't know that. Yet. I think it's five years after. When does is, when is Rebels take place? Rebels takes place 15 years after. Okay, so that doesn't line up. Yeah, that, that couldn't work. Okay, unless they do a time jump or something. They, 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 there's a lot of opportunities for this, for this Kenobi yeah, show. Yeah, let's put it that way, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of things they can do. 
Um, but so that's number one on my list. But uh, I think it's safe to say that we are, we can't wait for all of these projects. Can't wait to learn more about them uh, and super excited. But uh, yeah, that, that wraps up the show. Corey, any last thoughts? Just that I, I hope Disney starts announcing stuff, man, because I'm selling that Clone Wars high. But like once a couple of weeks go down and like there's mm. nothing else going on, it's going to be kind of dry for Star Wars. So Yeah, well, then it'll be Mandalorian well, I mean, Season 2 time and you get ready for that. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the Clone Wars high will last a little more than a month, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I, I think they need to start announcing stuff and 100%. getting us pumped. So, it's time, yeah. to, time to get – it's you know, it's been – it's time to get us excited again for things because they we are we are on a, a that Clone Wars high, and there's a lot of positivity in the community right now. Yeah, can, the sequel trilogy you know is very divisive. We can leave that in the past. Um, yeah, and it's time to move forward with something that like Clone Wars that I think it's it's you know obviously uh, pretty much everybody can agree is was was great. Mandal yeah. I think everyone agrees that Mandalorian was pretty damn good. I think most people are excited for that. Um, you know, yeah, I'm most excited for this. No, yeah, I was just, I'm most excited for like TV, the TV side of things. Yeah, which is interesting, but, yeah. you know, but also, it, it, you know, the, the Disney Plus series, you know, that's eight hours of content, uh, or if they do more episodes, I think Kenobi is six episodes, so even six yeah. hours, uh, or if, if, if not episodes, the episodes aren't always an hour long, but it's about five, six hours of, um, of, of content when a film is like you wait a year or you wait three years really usually from the to announcement that, yeah to get yeah. two hours you know what i mean two two and a half hours if you're lucky um right and so i think disney plus series are just kind of the way to go right now and i think they know that they're they're going in that direction it seems like so yeah just excited to see what they do and hopefully we get some more announcements more details on all the upcoming projects pretty soon uh, but all right, Corey, man, we'll tell them where they can follow you on social media. Yeah, you can follow me at Corey underscore Wolfpack and you can follow us at KR Transmissions. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, we have a lot, a lot of plans. You know, this Friday marks the end of just one portion of the channel. It's not the end of the channel. It just ends the podcast I've been doing for seven years just because we all feel like Clone Wars is the perfect time to bookend that podcast, yeah. which of course is called... I, dude, it's, I, it's just like a hangout podcast at this point. It went from yeah. Wolfpack Podcast to First Order Transmissions. And then I started calling Kessel Run Transmissions, but it's really not. It's really just still First Order Transmissions. Yeah. So First Order Transmissions is coming to an end. Um, but that doesn't mean that our involvement, our involvement in the channel is going to continue. We have a lot of cool stuff planned. Some of the guys on First Order Transmissions are going to be doing different shows with me. So we just we're going to try to make it more of a we're going to be more consistent than usual. You know, yeah. Clone and we're going to be kind as, of like a network for Star Wars shows. Yeah. yeah. So the network is going to be called Kessel Run Transmissions, but that's not going to be anybody's show name. So everyone's right. going to have a different name for a show, but the network is Kessel Run Transmissions. So, right. um, you know, we'll put out more information on that when we're ready to announce mm-hmm. more stuff. But we're in the, we're about to, we're in a new era of Star Wars coming up and we want to be part of it. So, uh, we hope you guys stick around with us in this journey. You know, I'm st- I still plan to do Avatar, the last Airbender stuff on this channel. I know you guys have been enjoying that. So we're going to branch out, not just Star Wars. You know, we're going to do different yeah. things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, lots of exciting stuff. So make sure you guys leave a like on this video and subscribe uh, for all this future content that we've been talking about. Uh, super excited to get into all that and let y'all know more about that when we, when we uh, you know, nail down more, uh, you know, the plans, nail down the plans a little more. Um, yeah. but yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at outlaw Noah and on Instagram at the outlaw Noah, the outlaw Noah and, uh, follow Crestle run transmissions on Twitter and Instagram at KR transmissions. Um, and other than that guys, uh, thank y'all so much for watching and uh, we'll see y'all later.